hey everybody welcome back to podcast of the galactic heroes uh i'm ty tuesday and i'm leaning back today and i'm with kuvo who's also leaning back today this new chair is very comfortable and i like leaning back in it <laughs> hell yeah gamers and i'm here also here with vickis hello i'm not leaning back and, currently and serene yeah hey any of you leaning back serene what's the lean status i don't like to lean it does my back in Mm. Mm. She can lumbar support. This chair has plenty of it. Mm. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> so uh, we're being a little lighthearted and uh, stupid right now because holy shit, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, we're about oh, oh beans. Like, yeah, we. Uh, so like everything comes to a head today. <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> kind of the long and short of it. Yeah. Um, episodes twenty two, twenty three, and twenty four. Um, just gonna presume you've watched them before before this, but uh, because we're about bo- to spoil oh boy. everything, really. Yeah, this is, this is the episodes <laughs> where things happen. Yeah. If, okay, if for some reason you decided to start at the second to last episode <laughs> of season five of or five, oh god, like seven of this podcast, hey. Maybe go to the beginning first <laughs> because uh, yeah, it's all the, the details. Um. And God bless Serene and Vickis for uh, going through episode 24 when that comes up, because Hachimaki. I was saying because we like trade off the notes in the third episode, it's like, well, you know, you guys do twice the work. But no, every third episode has been hell. So. <laughs> this is how it kind of falls. Yeah, the, God, the, we'll, get, we'll get to her stream of conscious for 10 minutes is just uh, a lot to take oh. notes on. Oh, goodness, yep. Intense. Well, we might as well get started. Episode 22 is called Exposure. Uh, we're at the Moon Hospital. Uh, Gigalt is there. He's in bed. He's looking real shitty. Even worse. Uh, yeah. A bunch of OSA suits are telling him about Hakeem being Space Defense Force, and like he's been leaking info since the OSA, and he's still at large, and Gigalt's just like kind of not listening to them, and like their voices fade out, and he's just like, oh, I couldn't come up with a name for him. Well... Time to die. And so he does. So they tell the sick dying man that his disciple is a terrorist and they're like, that this is this <laughs> You're is the what person who to needs do. to know. I mean he's probably being questioned by government suits. But this yeah, is this is gonna help like, him. But Hey, <laughs> do you have any uh, other disciples that you maybe steered on this path as well? No? Great. Like, that's probably... Well, I, don't, I don't think like, they were accusing him of like making no. Hakeem a terrorist. So they were just, just wondering, like, no. hey, did you know he's, anything about yeah, him? Yeah, close contact kind of shit. But it is, yeah. like, it was like he's literally a to man. a dying he's man. He's a dying man. He really doesn't need this, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so after the opening, we see Chen Shin. Um, he was about to go on a flight back to Earth because doing his pilot stuff, but uh, the captain said, "No, you're staying here on the moon." Uh, he's real upset about this, and like the captain's like, "You've changed. You're all aggressive and weird now." Yeah, it's like um, it's really me- it's really weird for a pilot to be taken off the return flight. Basically, it specifically points out. Yeah. Yeah, and so, yeah, he is still dealing with what uh, Hachi told him in the last episode and still upset with all, I guess, Tanabe biting him and telling him to fuck off and everything, so. I think it's more Hachi. At least that's the way it comes across. I feel like his assault on Tanabe was, like, half because Hachi really fucking pissed him off in the first place. I think he has a lot of anger here about what Hachi said to him, and maybe because a little bit of it was true. Yeah. Uh, he sees Claire and goes, walks and chases her down. Uh, we see the toy box is in the hangar on the moon. Uh, Tanabe's having flashbacks to Hachi telling her, like, he, he has his own life, don't bother me, you know, that sort of stuff. She's having a hard time with the rejection. 
Uh, Yuri comes in and he's talking about how the Supreme Council is causing a whole bunch of paperwork and it's being a whole bunch of bullshit and hassle to everyone on the moon. Uh, he tells her to take off and she's just kind of not listening. Uh, we see the Galileo office. Uh, there's people doing a whole bunch of stuff. Um, the council meeting is the big deal and it's causing a lot of issues. It's like when the president visits town and shuts down all the roads. It sucks. And of course, Dolph has ended up doing a ton of grunt work for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dolph is just kind of casually talking the fee about the Von Bonds budget. budget. He says, like, you know, you think you have a lot of money and there is, but the doll they attach to these certain things that has to be done. And I'm being cut strings and it's been a pain in the ass. And she thinks that he's in his element. And uh, she's kind of talking to him because she's worried about Hachi and Tanabe. I guess she's got nothing else going on. Yep. Uh, we also see that old startup guy. I forgot his name. The old coworker they had. Zero Shit. zero seven. Yeah, <laughs> he's there and he's doing a good job. And uh, Dolph says, "Like I won't my well won't let my resources go to waste like I did with half section." So he's yeah, kind of he's just like yeah, he's like I regret all the stuff I had wasted back when I was in second division, especially half section. Like you know, he's just kind of like, "Hey, by the way." Sorry, I didn't manage to get you guys funded and shit. Like, you were good at your job. <laughs> like, yep. sorry. Yeah. Um, we cut to a coffee shop. I love the scene. Uh, Chen Shin is there with Claire, and he's just kind of bitching about how Hachi's been an asshole to him. And then, like, she says, like, yeah, you look good being a spiteful ass. I've always hated you. Do you know that? So they're just kind of, like, flipping <laughs> at each other. God. She is this, savage. This whole episode is people just kicking each other in the nuts. Yes, especially. The entire time. Especially Hachi, as we'll get to. But, yeah. Everyone is just kicking the shit out of each yeah. other. <laughs> yeah. Claire basically is just like, hey, you're a privileged little bitch boy who thinks you had to work hard to get anywhere and you don't know shit. You don't know shit about me. You don't know shit about Hachi. That's why Hachi like told you to fuck off. It's because you're an idiot. You're a stupid motherfucker. Like it was like like she goes off yeah. on him. And he kind of doesn't have <laughs> anything to say in return. Like he's just kind of like, uh. uh. <laughs> yeah it's really funny she also like mentioned that like when they were dating when she and hachi were dating like she just put up with him just to deal with it because he was a friend of hachi's and everything but yeah so <laughs> yeah uh some osa suits walk in and they ask her to come with them um it's in regard to hakeem of course um she tells chen that there's a lot of secrets he doesn't know anything about and then she's escorted off uh, we cut to Philip, Robbie, and Edelgard. They're on the moon now. I guess like uh, the pre-section got moved to Galileo, so they're going to their new office on the moon. Uh, they're concerned about you know moving offices, and they think that you know they're going to be in trouble and have to work hard and everything. They know that the pre-section, they're dead weights, etc. Robbie has Edelgard like, is also like the camera just keeps cutting to her like <laughs> her face trying to hold her face at like neutral, yeah, she's and it's not giving working. Him side eye. <laughs> Robbie also has this like 2001 backpack. It like plays the theme and yes. like it has these, it's, it's stupid. Anyway, um, when they get to the office, it's like, a... no, 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 we're not passing. <laughs> it's like three rods from either side. One comes out straight to the sides and then one angled up 45 degrees and the other one's angled down 45 degrees, creating kind of a three segmented wing situation. And they all light up because Ravi, if anything, missed his true calling, which is, Creating novelty backpacks, being a party <laughs> yeah. bullshit in them. Yeah. It, it plays a MIDI of all those Sprock Zaratustra. It's great. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, they get to their office and they're surprised that it's like an actual proper office building and not a garage. 
Um, yeah. And so Philip and Ravi immediately start arguing, like, we got to get gifts to the person, you know, because we're late. We can't be late. Oh, no. And they start freaking out. So Edel pushes them in. And inside, there's new employees. And they're giving them a reception. And they're super happy that they're appreciated now. And so. they're exactly the yes. same people. Yeah, they're a little worried because it's a nice office. Oh, God, are these people normal? Because we're not normal. <laughs> and then they go in and know debris sections are debris sections everywhere. They like, have an actual clown on clown. Moon Division, Moon Debris Section. Yep. Special party Which I can't clown. help but assume is the same rank as Phil. I have to <laughs> yes. assume the clown is the Phil of their division. He's got the Phil body type. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think means he has to be, right? Because right. he can't yeah. really astronaut with that body. Yeah, it's in exactly. the rules. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Hachi is at OSA headquarters or something. He's getting interrogated in you know an interrogation room. And the guy was talking about how good Hakim is, how he had everyone fooled. Uh, Hachi is just kind of not paying attention and being kind of stubborn here. Uh, some other dude comes in and whispers to the interrogated guy and they're like, okay, you can go now. Uh, but listen, you're under NDA. You can't talk to anything about anybody, anything to anybody, etc. Uh, Hachi is like, well, fuck this. I'm going to get back to testing. Uh, so he leaves. And as he's leaving in the hallway uh, to a different interrogation room, he sees Claire with some other people. And uh, she says that they think she's a uh, space defense force. So Hachi gets like real upset and jealous here and like starts defending her saying like, you know, she couldn't be that. That'd be ridiculous. Yeah, she's like, it's because they think I'm Hakeem's girlfriend. And when Hachi hears this, he's bothered by it. And then and she says, like, well, you have don't don't be worried about it. You still have Tanabe. You go you can go see her. Yeah. And as she walks off. Yeah. As she walks off, she says no one commits to their feelings. (laughs) Yeah, basically like She's like, oh, don't tell me you've still got feelings for me, you rat fuck. (laughs) At this point, Claire is like, Claire is on a, it must be Friday, because Claire is having a hell of a fuck you Friday. Like, (laughs) everybody she crosses paths with, just like, hey, fuck you. Like, everyone. And this is Hachi's first kick in the balls. (laughs) It's just like a falling down situation. Like, might as well just get off. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Um, outside, Hachi kind of looks at a wall, and his other self just shows up and says that, you know, all humans are alone. Why are you pissed at Hakim? You wanted a friend to go to Jupiter with you, and then Chen Sen said he couldn't do it, so you thought that Hakim was going to be that person. So um, even even his own self is kicking him while yeah. he's down. He says that, like, other people uh, are always going to be alone. They're like stars in a constellation that look like they're close, but they're vastly apart, and space is cruel. And while he's just kind of like staring at this weird triangle sculpture thing, Colin and Lucy like <laughs> walk past him and say like, hey, you know that guy? Colin doesn't give a shit, of course, because yeah. he's Colin. Uh, Hachi walks around the moon for a bit and he ends up at the ninja house uh, before in front of Tanabe's apartment. And like he's sitting in front of her door wondering how he's going to talk to her. Uh, when the fat guy named Toboro, one of the ninja dudes, walks into him and like starts immediately apologizing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not like this. I swear. Yeah, so they go into an apartment, and Torobo explains that everybody else is dead because of the Tandemir engine. Remember that? They all blew up. Good job. They sure ninjas. did. They're not only merely dead, they're really most sincerely dead. Yeah, Thanks so- again, show. It's not what I meant. <laughs> yeah, so Torobo... Yeah, he, he basically explains that, like, he was a coward, and he refused to go... Like, when everyone else was getting their jobs at the, you know, mirror engine or whatever, he, like just said like no i'm good actually i'm just gonna hide if that's cool with everybody i'm just gonna chill back here and uh then unfortunately was proven correct (laughs) yo yeah so uh he hachi like looks over at him and looks at his bag and he's stealing stuff from their apartments to sell 
And so Hachi gets up and like, oh, I didn't expect any better from humans and just walks out, which is like a completely like cold and ruthless burn on this dude. Yeah. Uh, on the Von Braun, Goro is uh, talking to Locksmith, complaining about the schedule being moved up. Locksmith says uh, the Von Braun's going into lunar orbit for the Council for a PR stunt, basically, because the Supreme Council wants to see the Von Braun. And I don't know. Uh, it comes out in this conversation the Locksmith is not going to Jupiter and there's going to be a different captain, and they're talking about it. During this all, Goro is playing with this like weird hook thing, and it breaks. And uh, he starts saying, like, oh, I've had this since my first Mars trip with Gigolt. And uh, we cut to immediately at no-no at the hospital, just kind of looking up at the Earth. And Not- she has the camera that, you know, she recorded uh, Gigalt, Gigalt with, with yeah. so she's clearly got some shit on her mind. Yeah. Uh, we cut to a news broadcast. It's a Supreme Council. They're at the Lunar Station. Um, there's a lot of security and everything. Uh, Chairman Clifford, the big head honcho dude, is there. Uh, there's a suit telling them that uh, the meeting, moving the meeting from the Sea of Tranquility to Lunar Station was a bit drastic, but he doesn't care as long as it was in space. It's for PR anyway. Also, it's uh, Colin's dad. This yes. this will be relevant. The actual competent one. Yes. Um, where you see, we cut to a back of like a space pickup truck. Um, <laughs> the Space Defense Force is talking, like there's a bunch of people around the table. And it's obvious they're Space Defense Force. And they're talking about the lunar station having high security, the lunar orbits being watched. Uh, they start talking about Operation Catnip and they say something to the effect of like the tiger is descending to lunar orbit and they're making a sneak attack. So yeah, they're just planning shit. It's also worth noting that like an old guy that we've seen in a lot of conversations, like in a lot of the meetings among like the big wigs is the guy sitting at the head of the table and like clearly orchestrating all of this. Yes. I don't know if he has a name. Uh, I don't think he is ever named. And that's actually mm. a good point to bring that up. because Yeah, like he's, this guy is clearly very important and he's been kind of in the background a lot. So we cut the Hachi, who's on the moon now. Um, he's walking just randomly, and Ravi, Philip, and Edel, like in the new half-section crew, just happen to walk into him, like on the middle of the street. Uh, Ravi introduces, saying that's the next co-worker. He's a finalist for the Von Braun, and everybody's very impressed. Um, Edel tells him that, like, is working really hard, kind of insinuating, don't fucking break that relationship up. I love it. Ugh. She just, like, comes over front of him and is like, you fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> you idiot, you fucking moron. In- Tanabe doesn't need you, you jerk. <laughs> yeah. It, she doesn't say as much, but it's heavily implied here. Mm-hmm. Full at all uh, speak. Yeah. Ravi is, uh, says, oh yeah, by the way, you got some email. One of them's from a Gugult. So Hachi asked about it and he said uh, the email, I guess he was reading the emails. So he said like, uh, go to <laughs> yeah. the hospital when you're done with the test. There yeah. was, we kind of sort of opened them to read them. Like We wanted to make sure there wasn't anything like super time important in there. So we read all your emails. I mean, if it's a <laughs> company email address, there's no guarantee of privacy. But yep. yeah. yeah. So um, we cut to the hospital. Um, Hachi's there. He meets Nono and tells her he's here for Vigult. And he's proud of Sensei and wants to talk to Sensei about the Von Braun mission. Nono's kind of at a loss here. And she brings him to her room and gives him the camera. And she says Sensei is gone. But Hachi doesn't really catch that meaning. He she looks he just... apoplectic trying to figure out how to explain to this idiot. <laughs> Like he yeah, this dead. poor 12-year-old has to explain to this guy she barely knows that his fucking sensei is dead. But Oh, God, he asks, like, hey, did, did he give you a... You know him? Did he give you a nickname? And she's like, uh, it was Artemis. Like, very clearly she's kind of going, going through some shit here, but he goes straight past him. Yeah, so the nurse calls for her and she has to leave, so he's stuck in the room with the camera there. 
Um, we cut to Ravi. Ravi is at a bar, pretty smashed. Uh, he calls Tanabe from the bar, saying, "They're like, hey, I met Hachi. You can probably find." And so she asks where he is. He doesn't know, but Edelgard comes up, and she's twelve beers in, and it somehow managed <laughs> not only to tell him where, tell her where he was, but also give her a bus schedule. This is, is the scene is incredible because she is like slurring yeah. every word, but it's and, like. Go to the go to the bus stop and catch the twelve forty five. Seven forty seven. Yes. <laughs> and the best part too is yeah, Tanabe at one point is just like, Edel, are you drunk? And she's like, I'm like twelve rise in, but yeah, uh, that's not relevant. What matters is you get there. <laughs> it's like really like she's clearly smashed, but still, yeah, has she's got something important in- to do. It, it all just it's always running in the back of her head yeah. <laughs> it, it's also weird too because like she's not talking like as cold as she normally is she actually yes. has some kind of emotion in the scene which is funny it, it's just very funny yeah watching Edel like zoop in from off screen and like grab the phone away very violently from Robbie Robbie like, like kind of falls up, back dummy. too <laughs> Uh, so we cut back to Hachi. He's in Nono's room playing with the camera. Um, he spots some photos of Nono with Tanabe on the wall. And we get a flashback to her speech about how dying alone is stupid and people shouldn't have to deal with that from that space burial episode. Uh, he starts messing with the camera and he finds Gagalt's video on it. So he starts watching it. And of course, Gagalt says that he has cancer. It's an occupational hazard. That's just how space is. Uh, he talks about Roland dying on the moon, uh, how space is cruel. And... Um, we see during this thing like a montage of those nin- oh, that ninja guy getting mugged in an alley. Nano is in like some high gravity test. They're spinning around in a centrifuge. Uh, Goro is doing some engineering stuff, like obviously after hours. Uh, Gagult asks about the Von Braun test, um, says Hakim would be a good rival for Hachi, uh, not knowing, of course. Hmm. Um, and that there's one last lesson he has to give uh, Hachi, and it's that every ship needs a home port, a warm, safe place to go to when you're done. And so, um, yeah, it's a great scene there. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we see Claire. And it, wa- don't worry. Most of it goes over Hachi's head for at least another episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we cut to Claire. Uh, she's apparently entering her apartment at the end of the day. Uh, there's someone in there and it's Hakeem just sitting on the floor waiting. We cut to Tanabe. She's at the hospital. Uh, she finds Hachi kind of staring out a window onto the lunar surface. Uh, she's concerned about him, um, obviously, since he hasn't called and everything. She starts talking to him about, like, the Von Braun test and everything. Uh, she wants to know if, like, he's super serious about living life alone now. Like, he does, she doesn't understand the meaning of the conversation they had when she was on, I think, the toy box going to the Yeah, lunar? yeah. Yeah, Hachi turns to her and says Gagalt is dead, and Tanabe's shocked to learn of this because she thought that he was fine. And then still is, fine. Or he yeah, said I, he was still fine. Yeah. And this is like the one thing that Hachi actually picks up on that she knew about it. And uh she knew about the cancer and didn't say anything, so he gets upset at her. Uh the other self appears in the window behind him and says that people say they love you, but then they lie to you like this all the time. Uh, Tanabe tells him, like, uh, Gagal told me to keep it a secret, but, you know, that's just an excuse. Uh, she starts apologizing, saying she doesn't know how to help, but um, the other version of him in the window says the space is cruel and empty again. Uh, she says that things could be easier if you share them with others, you know, share the load and everything. Others... It's very clearly like a trying to defuse a bomb kind of tone that she says it in, too. Yeah, like, she is hey, very that's cautious. awful, but maybe you could share it with me, perhaps? 
Yeah, um, the other self says that everyone dies alone, and so she calls for him because she thinks she, he's not paying attention, and he slams the window and yells uh, for the other person to shut up, but she kind of thinks it's him telling her to shut up. Yeah. Uh, he then says that like his loneliness, pain, and doubts are for him to bear alone. He doesn't want to push that burden on anyone else. And then she the episode ends deserve- and it plays a very cheerful and joyful ending music, which no. <laughs> specifically time. says that she doesn't deserve his loneliness and pain and doubts. Which, Jesus. Yeah. Not an easy thing for anyone really to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This uh, show is, yeah, definitely not afraid to, you know, go pretty hard on some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. So, episode 23, I believe this was called Debris Cluster, I want to say. Yes, it is. Um. So it starts with some uh, some temp workers on a satellite doing a quote-unquote regular inspection. And, like, some of the guys are a little behind, allegedly, because, you know, oh, new guy here. You know how it is. Um, so it's fishy as shit. And yep. then it, like, zooms in on him pressing a button on the satellite, like, this is the button that will kill them. <laughs> like, <it was laughs> really funny how they it's framed so it. Straight into the intro. Yeah. And then... Uh, we cut to uh, Yuri uh, walking around, and uh, he's with Claire. They're talking about how security has been so ridiculously uh, beefed up because of the Intel meeting. And uh, Claire and Yuri, like, they, they explain after they get stopped by security. Yuri just starts rattling off details. He's like, I'm Yuri. I do this. I'm an engineer with this section. You might know me from here. And they're just like, uh, sir. And he's like, this is the fifth time I've already been stopped. Like, yes. I know what you want, <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah. He's just like, I, I've been doing this all day, guys. Um, so <laughs> they finally get there and uh, to say to Fee, like, oh, hey, sorry. We got stopped nine times on the way here. So like to give you an idea of how absurd the security is. Uh, and Fee is unbelievably agitated that they're late um, yep. and no other reason going through, and she's clearly <laughs> yeah she's clearly having some form of nicotine withdrawal <laughs> <laughs> and uh as they're like going to the other zone where the, she is allowed to smoke she's like very angrily rattling off um stuff that is pretty much crucial for the next few episodes of just like yeah this meeting is basically a big publicity stunt they didn't have to do it in space all they're gonna do is decide oh, well, should we give? Should we split up the pie based on how many resources everyone gives? And then everyone's going to say yes and sign the bill because this is just a show. Like, this is ridiculous. They could have done it from Earth. It's obscene. It's just to fuck over third world nations, like stuff like that. Yep. And then when they finally get to the smoking room, which first of all, the coil lighter is sick. I appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah. Obviously can't have an open flame lighter. So what she has is like... This electric coil that just like gets really hot when you turn it on, like it's yep. just an electric coil. It's it's sick, and that's how she lights. It's great. Um, and then yeah, Fee relaxes and explains. Oh yeah, they made the whole place a no smoking zone, so uh, I'm in hell. <laughs> I'm fucked. <laughs> Goodbye. Claire is being the biggest baby, standing over by the door yes. with like hand over her a mouth, cloth like over come her on. Nose. She's in like the containment. She's in the smoking hole, like the smoking machine. <laughs> Come on, Claire. Stop being a baby. And then as she's uh, talking to the rest of the group, uh, she kind of realizes and says, like, hey, so where did all this security come from? And, uh, you know, Yuri's like, well, they mostly imported them from uh, Sea of Tranquility. Why? Half of the Sea of Tranquility's entire police force is on the ship now. Yeah. So Fee's like, oh, so security's like 
super light over. I'm going to go look at something. It <laughs> <laughs> just like leaves. She only uh, smoked so half her cigarette, so that was like intense constraints there. Like, it seemed like she would have smoked like three or four packs. Anyway. <laughs> she got the neck, though. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Hachi runs into Goro, um, as he's like going through and Goro's still working on the ship. Goro just like looks at him and is like, Hey son, you look like shit. And Hachi, <laughs> Hachi just turns to him and goes, uh, Hey, you know, your friend Goro, my sensei, he's like, yeah, he died. Oh, ah, shit. Sorry, bud. And he just kind of like <laughs> looks at his tools and is like, huh? Yeah. It's wow. a dad Giggled knowing dead. he beefed it moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it doesn't seem like Goro is particularly the, the kind of man to apologize particularly often, but I have a feeling he said, sorry. After yeah. this one. The squid <laughs> totally rough. beefs it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> you can't call him the squid man. Is <laughs> he <laughs> more of a twister? Oh, God. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, there's a truck driving across the moon, uh, and uh, it just looks like some kind of vehicle carrying stuff in the back. Not even slightly uh, suspicious. Yeah. So, Fees calls Dolph and is just like, hey, so security's like super low where you are, right? And you're still like the president of the project. And he just responds with, he's like, it's fine. I'm no- I'm a nobody. They wouldn't go after me. There's a big intel meeting, like... Locksmith isn't here. They wouldn't waste their time on me. You can relax, Fee. And, like, kind of has a moment where it seems like he might be trying to, like, talk about how he probably has some feelings for Fee at this point or something along yeah, those lines. Yeah, there's, there's oh, a weird thing at the end of this line. conversation where, like, he wants to ask her out to dinner. And then he realizes, like, oh, what he's doing. And he says, oh, yeah, tell your husband I said hi. And then yeah. he yeah, he's it, like, tell It your is hu- the world's most says, awkward cut, too. <laughs> yeah, like... He's just talking to her about everything's like, yeah, don't worry about me. Oh, yeah, Fee, is that the only reason you called? I mean, I <sighs> tell your husband and son I say hello. And, she, <laughs> and so, like, yeah, it's, ooh. He's like, and, um, oh, no, I so realized he... I'm talking to happily married lady. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I misread something. I should back Which, down like, now. Good, good for Dolph yeah. for just yeah. being like, uh, like just being like, oh, I have these feelings, but they are fucking wrong. I'm not gonna act on them. Which my we've man. seen one non-consensual <laughs> kiss already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good shit, Dolph. Um, being an adult, you love to see it. Uh, He's so immediately he punished. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Immediately after Dolph does the right thing and is a good person and it, like earns the respect of everyone around him. <laughs> Uh, he hangs up the phone, and there's some people at the door, like, insisting that maintenance work needs to be done, not suspicious at all. Uh, and so he stands up, walks to the door, and says, hello? And they go, oh, are you President Dolphin? He says, yes. And they go, great, and shoot him in the stomach. <laughs> With a nail gun. And like, I'm like, no, yeah, it's like a I like gun or something. him. Don't shoot it, him. It is specifically a nail gun, because this will be relevant for the next, like, Dolph's next uh, episode, basically, because... Oh, this poor man. Yeah, it's abrupt mm-hmm. too. Like he just gets shot straight in the stomach, like with no real warning. Oh yeah. Yep. It it is it is roughly the speed of getting shot. Yeah. There's <laughs> a lot of violence like... in this episode, and it is portrayed like realistically. Yeah. Much much like Legend of the Galactic Heroes, where they were willing to show you like war sucks, dog. <laughs> like yep. it's not good. It's never good. Like it just people just die, and that's it. There's no. 
There's no pomp and circumstance. They just get shot, and that's the Yang Wenli just gets killed, and that's the end of Yang Wenli. <laughs> like, there's no more. Yeah, it, it's it's real wild how hard they go on it. Um, so uh, then we cut to uh, Rich Boy, who I will never remember his Colin. name, and you can't it's make just me. fine, Colin, Colin Clifford. Uh, Lucy and Tanabe, uh, they're on a flight going to the Sea of Tranquility. Uh, it's pretty clear Colin has used, you know, influence to get them out uh, there. To the Von Braun, actually. They're going, yeah, up to the or Lunar to the Von Station. Braun, to the Von Braun, sorry, yeah. to the Von Braun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I goofed that up like in that. my notes. Um, and so Colin gets called away, and Lucy's, like, trying to cheer up Tanabe, and it's clear that Lucy and Colin have become a thing at this point because yeah. like as he's leaving she's just like now make sure you hurry on back and he's like oh i will dear and she turns to tanabe and goes isn't it great when they do what you tell them to and <laughs> <laughs> which is comedically the worst thing to say to tanabe <laughs> god Lucy is like a heat-seeking dumbass in this scene. It's, it's awesome. Just the exact wrongest thing to say. And then she's Yo. just like, yeah, isn't it great when your boyfriend listens to you? So anyway. What's your boyfriend doing? <laughs> um, so we cut to Claire, uh, who's like sitting around this cargo uh, like container and seems pretty out of it. Uh, Yuri walks up and is like, oh, this is the extra cargo, et cetera, et cetera. And Yuri says straight to Claire, so do you think we're gullible, Claire? And Claire <laughs> has a severe moment, yes. which makes considerably more sense when you watch the rest of the episode. Yeah, Claire has a little bit of a panic, and then Yuri goes, do you, do you think we're gullible for sending Tanabe to the thing? We were just hoping she could break down the walls Hachi put up. And Claire goes, <gasps> yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, yeah, that's all, yeah, Ooh, uh, yeah, it seemed foolish oh, if you thought. This is after, uh, by the way, Yuri was talking about how this container was airtight and sealed for some reason, which is unusual. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Shin is uh, in in a plane in the pilot seat, and he's getting really pissed off. Like they can't take off. Apparently, their trajectory is going to collide with someone else's. He's getting more and more angry, and apparently, it's just some logistics issues. Which you know, this kind of thing happens. Yeah, he's yeah. on a cargo shuttle, by the way. Yeah, he is on a cargo shuttle with yeah. a guy who clearly doesn't give a shit. He's you know, middle aged man. This is his career, but obviously, Chen Shin is not into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this yeah. is what he had. He, he even the guy is even like, look, a kid like you go get her. You'll get back to flying cruisers in no time. And tension is like, fuck you, basically. <laughs> yeah, like he straight up walks. He's just like, I'm going to go check on the cargo again. I can't sit around doing nothing. Like he specifically Unlike says, you. I can't sit around doing nothing. <laughs> Unlike you, you lazy piece of shit. <laughs> and just walk <laughs> back like and the guy's just like. Damn, that kid needs to chill. Yeah. <laughs> What's up with that? The guy who is Cyborg 007 as well um, <laughs> yeah. just goes like, damn, what's his problem? <laughs> so uh, we cut to the Into meeting beginning uh, and the news kind of explaining how important it is. Like, hey, this is where they're going to determine how we split up the resources of space and Jupiter once we do this whole mission. And like, it's a pretty big deal, both on a symbolic and on a practical level, et cetera, et cetera. People are going to get um, rich. <laughs> so back to poor Dolph. Uh, Dolph with a nail in his gut uh, or a rivet, however, it, whatever it is, <laughs> whatever it was, uh, gets yeah, whatever he got shot like a fucking you know spike in the rail, whatever. Um, he just like gets picked up. They drag him over to a computer and they're like, "Hey, we got everybody else's data, no problem, but uh, we need your biometrics, bud. Give us the retinal scan." And so they like pull, hold him up to it. He's holding his eyes shut. They pry his eyes open, and he literally, like, looks away so it can't get a retinal scan. 
So they grab one of the other people in the office, slam their head on the desk, put a gun to the back of their head and say, all right, man, we don't want to kill nobody. If you just give us a retinal scan. And Dolph immediately is just like, if you guarantee everyone's safety in here, fine. And he's like, all right, man. Yeah, sure. Gives him the scan. And then they just kind of like drop him to the side. So this. It's nice that both the hostage takers and the hostages are no nonsense in business here. (laughs) Yeah. Now that Dolph realizes the situation that he is in. Yeah. And he's also been shot in the gut. So it's not like he's doing much. It's also good that they kind of give this situation because it's such a big deal that like Dolph's, you know, biometrics gets out for a reason that's, you know, pretty important later on. Yeah, that they foreshadowed Uh, like 10 episodes ago. Yeah, and they gave him a good reason to give it up. You know, it wasn't like he was just like, okay, yeah, sure. Like he he kept fighting until someone put a gun to a coworker's head and he was like, all right, (laughs) all right, it's just the ship. Uh, so we cut the fee flying over and, uh, she kind of realizes that like a non-responsive shuttle is now in the trajectory path of the toy box. And, uh, so she's kind of like, Hey, Yuri, can you check out what's going on there? And Claire, can you help with, and Claire goes, I can't help with shit. And then points a gun (laughs) at her head. (laughs) More like, I ain't helping you with shit anymore. Yeah. And just says like, Hey, no, also I'm with the SDF. And they just like. A couple more people barrel in with Yuri tied up already. Uh, so that's... Yeah, it was the cargo container implied. But. <laughs> yeah. Shocking. Yeah. Oh, weird. It was full of bad Pe- stuff. People. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Forgot to look for people. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we cut back to ground control. They're calling up to all the ships. They're trying to demand. There's like five or six ships that are just lost their course or just kind of not responding to any calls or demands to correct course, et cetera, et cetera. Specifically, the ships are on an intercept orbit with the lunar station, which yeah, is where the console exactly. meeting is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, as that's all happening, uh, all communications are brought down and everything is replaced with a red, oh shit screen. And then a cool cat pops up and says, hey, motherfuckers, it's me, the cat virus. You have been mega hacked. Yeah, it's specifically uh, like being put through a voice filter to try and remove any identifiability. It's like three voices overlap, that kind of thing. Yep. Um, But yeah, so alert uh, is passed on to the leaders of Into in that big meeting. Um, The president, Colin's dad, insists like, hey, keep focusing the security here we can build another ship like we can't build another room full of world leaders yeah the the people are Uh, the important thing we can always build another ship which is like oh my god after everything that locksmith has done yeah he's not wrong though i mean like the ship has a crew of maybe 100 people on as opposed to that station which has thousands and thousands he's not wrong but it is absolutely like so obvious how like cold-hearted and you know not even cold-hearted but how literally like self-preserving this whole thing is yeah and he even makes a mention of he's like yeah they're going into clementine orbit around that station he's like oh great we should be able to get a drop on him then go ahead what are you what are you wasting time talking to me for go get him uh and uh so then there's a bunch of panicked transmissions of like hey uh why is no one responding hey everybody please no no responding uh, and all communications are down. Uh, Shut back down on the Wi-Fi Von Braun. for the moon. <laughs> yeah. So on the Von Braun, uh, Locksmith is just sitting in the control room with everybody and correctly ascertains, 
hey, this is all clearly man-made, and we're kind of the number one target of the century, huh? We should probably dip. Locksmith <laughs> immediately knows exactly what's going on, like, just deductively, and is it, just like... Again, a bastard. <laughs> yep. He is a genius, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, he yeah, is actually a genius. His crew are all like, but sir, we don't have permission, and Locksmith's like, ah, fuck, I'll take responsibility and just go. Come on. Yeah. like, there's yeah. no way we can ask for permission if communications are down, so let's just dip. Well, Taps let's just, forehead. Let's just go. Come on. I'll take responsibility, again, guys. Come yeah. on. I love that this is the line that got, oh, I don't know, an entire base full of people killed. This yep. exact line of <laughs> yep. I'll take all, re- I'll take full responsibility is now being repeated again. It just gives you the idea of just like locksmith just says that for everything. Like that's his way to just like, I mean, just he's do it. I'll take responsibility. It's he fine. knows he's above yeah, the law, like, literally. And, and in this case, he yeah. knows that he's probably saving people as opposed to getting people killed. So you know. yes, yeah. Like he's right this time, but it doesn't change the fact that he uses the same reasoning. Oh, yeah, that's great. He's wrong. Irony. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then we uh, cut back to Shin in the plane. Um, he realizes something's off because the communications still aren't going down. There's a bunch of weird like shuttles in wrong flight paths and stuff like that, and it's just like, hey, we should uh, get working on launching because we haven't had a don't launch order, so let's just go for it. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I feel that it's the other way around for that. Normally, you wait for <laughs> hey, you can launch now order, not the don't launch now order. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the Von Braun is getting ready to launch. Uh, we cut back to the Into meeting. None of these motherfuckers are taking it seriously. One of them literally says at the end of the scene, hey, we should just use this as an excuse to make a new space tax. Ah, Lamau, ha I love being in power. It's <laughs> yes. great. I love, I love being the 1%. It's awesome. <laughs> like, I mean, there's people in the room arguing with each other and they're upset, but like they're not taking like the, yeah. It's the clearly whole, a political meeting rather than a, a practical one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, information is revealed, and they fell for a string of dummy ships that were kind of going around the lunar orbit. Like, yeah, they one show of them a... was real, and the rest were husks tied to the first ship to make it look like a bigger threat. Yeah, they show that there was a bunch of the uh, OSA like intercept ships around the Von Braun, and when they found that these uh, five ships were on an intercept orbit with the lunar thing, they sent those after them. Uh, but yeah, so now the Von Braun is unguarded, which is the whole point here. Yep. Yeah. So they completely fell for it, and the Space Defense Force leader starts broadcasting with the voice changer, kind of explaining, hey, a big threat is coming. I hope, you, uh, I hope you're I hope you ready to negotiate with us. And they're all like, you know, as they do. Correct. So the launch of the Von Braun is getting ready to go. The engine's fully powered up, and right before it fires, it is canceled via the emergency shutdown, which Locksmith again is like, hmm, wonder how they got the biometric data to hmm. oh geez <laughs> like, <laughs> it shuts down and again the only person who could do that is locksmith or Dolph, it's, it's like it's like the heads of corporations exactly. like the for the third section chief did it in that other episode earlier so it, it's like high really high up people have the lockdown codes but yeah in this I case also, it's Dolph since he's the dude that runs galileo yeah, yeah and really he mentions love... they had to do it because of the terrorist attack earlier yes. which yep. yeah we established was a false front. So yes. because they had to do this false front and then had to put in the security measure, they now are getting fucked. Yeah. <laughs> it. It's fantastic. I love that. Like, yeah, you fucking idiots. Well done. So, uh, 
Claire and Hakeem uh, de- deposit uh, Fee and Yuri just in a side room tied up. And they're like, hey, we're about to go start an, uh, an op. So uh, just chill. <laughs> just chill here. Uh, we'll be back. Um, and they just start clearing rooms. They have a full you know, group of them like armed. And they're starting a military operation. They they're start trying to take over people, this whole place. Like, you know, open your door and just get shot point blank. Yeah, they, uh, by yeah. the way, they docked the toy box along with the ship that was in front of them. Both of those ships have docked onto the Von Braun now. Yeah. Yeah. So Colin, Lucy, and Tanabe are uh, just kind of turning in some forms still. And uh, they are Lucy on the Von Braun makes... as well, by the way. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Lucy makes some offhanded comment I can't even remember about, like, just something about how Tanabe had to be real special or something, you know, for Hachi to be all over like something along those lines. I can't even remember. It doesn't matter. It's, Colin says fan. like this Hachi guy must be pretty amazing if he if uh you're his oh, girlfriend. Right. That's what it is. Yeah. Um and then shit hits the fan and they hear gunshots outside and are like, wait, what? <laughs> That's yeah, not good. This is just some incredibly extreme, like normal people in an emergency shit from like yeah. this point on. And it gets fucked. Yeah, so the broadcast uh, ends up coming back on for a second, and the Into people are able to realize in that short amount of time, the Von Braun is going to crash into the biggest city on the moon, which is the, uh, the Sea of sea Tranquility, of Tranquility yeah. City, which is, of course, the hospital that Nono is at, because uh, in... <laughs> In one of the funniest moves, like unironically kind or ac- accidentally and unironically hilarious to me, they like are like, yeah, so the Von Braun is absolutely going to crash into the Sea of Tranquility and that's going to be terrible and 120,000 people are going to die or whatever. And then it just cuts to <laughs> no, no, <laughs> like meeting her parents and being like, yay, I'm a good child that everyone loves. And the parents are like, okay, we'll get ice cream. And she goes, yay, I love ice cream and being a great not dead child. Hey, in a few days when they, when you get let out of the hospital, let's go to the ice crater for a vacation together. Woo-hoo! Like the, the yeah, directors it, of the series know exactly what they're doing. Like 120,000 people on the moon. Yeah, sure. Whatever. But this cute little girl. Yeah, like oh no, not the not the sweet innocent hospital child. No. <laughs> yeah, it, it should also be noted here that the ships that docked with the Von Braun's like pushed it into deorbiting itself into the moon. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole thing is they're yeah they're threatening that the Von Braun is going to crash into this whole place. And God, yeah, it's just so funny. Like it's one step away from like a Sarah McLaughlin track playing and just being like, <laughs> this child is going to die in 30 minutes. <laughs> the show is still absurd in just the perfect ways. Yeah. So back in the Von Braun, we have Goro getting everybody armed with tools and just like being like, yeah, let's get ready to fight back with what? I don't know, man. We got like a power saw. That should, that yeah. should fuck somebody up. <laughs> Leo, is, it's Leo, by the way. And he's literally like, yeah. uh, you expect us to fight back with tools. They, they have guns, sir. And Goro is literally like a sailor's got to defend his ship. <laughs> I also love he's like grabbing like two hatchets here. <laughs> like he's gonna yes. go like, <laughs> yeah. Fucking, and Leo's like, like you know what? Ass. Fuck it. We'll do it. You go <laughs> yes. get the engine running. I'll axe a dude in the face. Why not? <laughs> Yeah, uh, so then uh, we cut to Hachi walking around the Von Braun looking for Hakeem, uh, finds a dead guy on the ground with a gun and goes, great, I'll use this to shoot Hakeem in the head. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, 
Yeah, he absolutely is like stealing his resolve yep. and getting ready to shoot Hakeem in the head. Uh, fully expecting this. Um, so we cut back to Tanabe <laughs> with uh, Lucy and Colin. <clears throat> and like a smoke bomb goes off and Tanabe has a moment of like, Oh, well, Hachi would just be defending the ship, so I have to go to where someone would be defending the ship and breaks away from those two, which... Terrible idea. Don't do this. Tanabe. Tanabe, Very smart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We then cut to Hakeem in a call with Claire. They're just kind of discussing how the mission is going so far. And then you can hear pretty clearly across the radio, some people run around the corner and uh, Claire got lit up, has been shot uh, in the leg at least one time. And, you know, uh, Hakeem is over the radio hearing, like, yeah, we're doing pretty pop, 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 pop. Hmm. 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 Kind of hangs it up and someone else is like, what's going on? He's like, don't worry about it. Minor setback. You know, it happens. <laughs> like, yep. he's taking it pretty well. Um, and then another squad of uh, police round the corner uh, shoot everybody but Hakeem instantly. Hakeem throws his hands up in the air and goes, please don't shoot me. Please don't shoot me. And, like, starts getting down on the ground, pops a detonator out of his sleeve blows up some like plastique he had set on the door to like take everybody out uh goes to run in because that was apparently locksmith's office yeah yeah like it's this whole scene is so wild because he you've never heard hakeem talk like this when he does this so it's so very clearly a front yeah um and then once he goes to break into locksmith's office he kind of looks around and is like locksmith where are you etc etc and Hachi kind of runs up behind him, takes him in a chokehold, and holds a gun to his head and says, Hey, how's it going? And he has his, I'm going to shoot this man in the head, eyes on. Like, like, they they do the whole, like, his eyes are partially popping out of his head. He is so ready to murder this man. Like, it's, ooh. Drawing murderous intent, I think is, yeah, I think it's hard to draw murderous intent and, like, represent it in art. But, my God, did they do it well here. Yeah, like, the camera work, the framing, the way they just draw him here. It's, yeah, oh, he's, mm, mm. It was to the point that I was like. If this resolves in any way that doesn't involve Hachi pulling the trigger, I'm going to be fucking mad. So anyway, <laughs> episode 24, huh? <laughs> I've got to say, every time it cuts to the ending, and it's the Johnny music. Yes, these three episodes do it every single time, and it's oh, fucking yeah. oh, God. <laughs> At this point, it is legitimately hilarious, in the same way that the no-no on the moon was. I, yeah. I do feel like maybe halfway through this series, they should have switched to a slightly less jaunty ending. I think they knew what's going on. Oh, they knew. They absolutely knew. So also, All we're right. sorry that this podcast is going to run for two hours. Yes, this episode is a lot, and my notes are a lot, so um, I will try my best, but... A lot happens here. Um, so we open on shot the Von Braun. The terrorists are obviously still on board, still shooting. Uh, Goro is trying to disengage the lockdown. Um, the bad guys in the van and the, the guys in the control room are talking about how there's the point of no return, which is basically when you cannot stop the Von Braun from slamming into the moon. And that's in 30 minutes. And, uh, well, they do have like a rescue ship on the way, but it's 47 minutes out. Turns out Which, uh, like, the laws of physics cannot be uh, beaten when it comes to moving around yeah, in masses. Even, <laughs> cannot be bargained and with. And even, even on like the moon's one-sixth gravitational pull, the Von Braun is so big it probably just could not exist on Earth, period. Yes. So like, it's I mean, got it's, a lot of mass. The thing's like two miles long or something. It's huge. Yeah. It's tremendous, yeah. 
So then the, the bad guys that have taken Dolph hostage are, are clearly fanatics. They start monologuing about how murdering 120,000 people on the moon will stop development in space and change the course of history. And we get the OP. Uh, and it's also worth mentioning that the name of this episode is Love, uh, which, <laughs> if you'll remember, is also Tanabe's name. Well, I. We'll get to that. <laughs> Uh, so after the opening, uh, we're in a round table with a bunch of the idiots and they're arguing about the terrorists. Uh, the chairman is approached by an aide who tells him his son is on the Von Braun and he's like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. He's one of the spares. All yeah. the children with Millie are spares is like the literal line that he uses. Yeah. So, he has uh, uh, no feelings for Colin, which is great. No. It's fantastic. So then we cut to Colin uh, with Lucy running from the terrorists and over to the locksmith and they're sitting at the hatch waiting to escape and he's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm okay with the ship going down. I'll build a new one. But, if you know, if it doesn't go down, let's wait. Let's wait. You know? he, he is very, like, coolly assessing, like, hey, if this blows up, I'm not going to be on it. But if it doesn't blow up... I'm going to wait till the water comes up to the deck chairs, and then I'm going <laughs> to yeah. leave. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're back with uh, Hachin Hakim. He's still having his murderous look on, um, talking about how he's actually going to back it up this time because he gets, goes to the conversation with Hakim, who is basically like, yeah. You're you, chicken you, shit. Yeah, you don't have the balls, buddy. And Hachin's like, yeah, I do. Yeah, I think this is when they did the flashback when he was in the uh, engine chamber when Hakim yeah. blew it up the first time. Uh, with Fee and Yuri, uh, Fee uh, breaks her bonds and frees Yuri, and she's like, okay, we're going to use the toy box, uh, and we're going to try to nudge the Von Braun out of the way, and Yuri's like, uh, the Von Braun is huge. Have, have you seen tiny. that fucking thing? We don't have enough mass, and Fee's like, well, we've got to try something, right? Uh, so Chen Shen, who has also realized something is wrong, also talks about flying and talks Fee to get under the Von Braun. And he's like, okay, we're going to shove the Von Braun out of the way. His co-pilot's like, oh, we can't. We're we're too small. No, And, and Chen's just like, well, if other people show up, we can do it. And the co-pilot's like, oh, who's going to show up? Who would do that? She's just like, I don't give a shit. Hachi's on that ship. The co-pilot just doesn't want to do any extra work without getting paid for it. Yes, <laughs> It's basically. true, right? <laughs> Being a hero doesn't pay the bills. Nope. Um, so we cut to Tanabe, who has walked into the, the corridor, um, where Claire's group got ambushed by police. There's corpses everywhere. Uh, she spots Claire, who's injured, runs over at help, thinking, ah, this is Claire. This is good person I know. Uh, not realizing Claire's a terrorist. Yeah, I kind of chalk this one up to her just being in a traumatic situation and not thinking. Oh, and yeah. also, it's kind of explained at the end of this episode why she thought that, too. Yes, so. this is extremely easy to believe that in the chaos of this situation, I would just go into eye mode and be like well, someone to save over this here. This is someone she knows. This yeah. is this is friend. This exactly. Isn't, this isn't terrorist. And also, there I think there are like policemen and yes, stuff there Yes, there's as well. people like it's... No clue what actually. <laughs> so it's not just here. like all terrorists. It, yeah. It's also clear that like us, the audience, know she's a terrorist, but also like she's dressed yes. like a terrorist. She has like a harness on and like yes. ammo packs and shit. But like, yeah, Tanabe just doesn't notice this. Yeah, Tanabe's like, like, oh god, she's hurt. Uh, Claire's like, what are you doing here? Tanabe's like, oh no, we got, we got to find an escape hatch. We we got to get out. We got to get out of here. Uh, back in the control room, they're talking with the white cat program, who's like, I'm a man of my word. And so they're like, no, the space development is vital for humanity. And White Cat's like, you don't mean all of humanity, though, do you? Mmm, makes you think. Mm -hmm. McDonald's is president. 
So the white cat, they're like, what's your demand? And he's like, well, our demand is that you reject the chairman's bill. So um, the chairman's put a bill forward that all the like stuff that comes out of Jupiter and stuff will go proportionally how people paid in. So the richest countries will who pay in more will get more of the resources. It's specifically so. like lunar and Jupiter resources yes. will go to yep. Intel members that have proportionally put in the most money to Intel. So the rich countries. Yep. Yeah, essentially the rich countries. So they're like, it's a shitty bill and, and, was, and we want it gone. They, they mentioned up front, it was like assumed this is going to pass. Like yes. this is more or less just, hey, we're doing a big show of it, but everyone's going to vote yes 100% on this bill, no question. Could it be that the Council of Intel is headed by the richest countries? Hmm. Maybe. Hmm. Security? Uh, no, oh. never. What's anyway. America doing? <laughs> Um, so we're back with Hakeem and Hachi, and Hakeem breaks away from Hachi, and they start fighting. Eventually, Hakeem gets Hachi in a headlock, and Hakeem's like, I, I'm here fighting, I have, I'm gonna win because I have an objective, and Hachi's like, is it to kill, you know, all those people? Hakeem's like, well, fucking idiot, 120,000 deaths is nothing. How many people, do you know how many people starved to death last year? Five million. And 10 million people died to diseases that could have been prevented by vaccinations. Hundreds of thousands of people died in the Civil War in Menanga. The lives of the people on the moon were bought with the lives from all these poor countries. Why do we have to die and you get to sit pretty? Yeah, and like he's also kind of accusing (laughs) Hachi of like, you're you're super directionless. You can just ignore all of this. The reason that I'm different from you is because I'm actually doing this like for a reason. He has ideals, yeah. 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 Uh, back with Colin, they find a policeman, but they all get caught by terrorists. They get shot at. Lucy is very nearly killed here and starts freaking the hell out. This, this scene, scene is, is so visceral. Funny. Yeah, they it's turn a corner, so the policeman funny. shows up. He's like, oh, yeah, you're Clifford, some. Let me get you someplace safe. And they immediately get shot in the back. And, and like, Lucy's- it. He gets shot in the back a bunch of times, like kind of propped up against Colin. So Colin would be getting shot if this literal man wasn't in front of him here. So he goes basically catatonic. Yeah, Lucy, then Lucy- <laughs> almost gets shot by a bullet. Like, you know, and like you see it show- graze her hair. Yeah, like they zoom in and watch her hair get messed up by a bullet whizzing through it. And then... She is immediately in full, like, panic, but which, again... I should be dead. Hey, I literally reasonable. should be dead. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. then picks up the gun and starts yes, shooting at the terrorists, yelling about all the bougie shit she wants to do, like buy dresses <laughs> and go eat nice food. It's like, there may be a theme here. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. There's a reason these were put back to back. I don't know. It's true. So, <laughs> Taname has managed to drag Claire to an escape pod... Uh, she wants to go back in, but the whole section gets locked off. Uh, so yeah, like the airlock blows at this point, so they can't go yeah, back. Yeah, they can't go back. So they she sets off in the pod with Claire and they eject. Um, both V and Chan Sing are on their way to Nudge Von Braun. Uh, try to change the trajectory from the city, because they know it's too late to prevent the ship from crashing, but you can maybe make it crash in a place that isn't full of people. Yeah. The moon has a lot of those places. It's just, this is going to hit the place that isn't like that. So yeah, they're hoping to like nudge it out of the way. Uh, The bad guys with Dolph preemptively call their victory. We won! And uh, say that humanity came to space too soon. Oh god, this entire set of shots. (laughs) They're, they're, yeah, this whole bit is is great. You see, like, Locksmith, like, giving up. He's like, okay, I'm getting out now. Uh, Goro is still trying to get the engine up running, but it's too late now. Uh, it's done. Fee yells, son of a 
bitch. Like well, really, really long. <laughs> while it flashes over images of all the people who are about to die. Yup. Um, but then suddenly the engine of the Von Braun starts up, and Goro is shocked because he didn't do anything. Um, and the Von Braun starts rising up away from the city. There's a uh, really cool shot here I like of the, it's like the cityscape of uh, Sea of Tranquility, and then like over the horizon comes this giant ass ship just slowly floating towards it, and then the engines turn on. God, and then it just, yeah, like really far off shot of it suddenly pulling up and out of orbit. It's also great because the uh, exhaust plume for the ship is as long as the ship is, so it gives you an idea of how powerful that engine is. Yep. So we cut uh, to a little bit later, and there's a news program saying that the, very surprisingly, the bill has been changed from monetary contributions to be more reflective of population size and needs. Uh, this news program is running as we see, like, debris section all celebrating that they're safe and, and no, no safe on the moon as well. Uh, we cut back to the, the, the round table guys. Uh, the white cat's on the screen being like, hey, hey, thanks for the deal. So, yeah, uh, Intel brokered a deal with the terrorists, gave them what they wanted, uh, in exchange for, you know, not murdering a bunch of people yeah i love that this resolution comes here not based on the actions of any of our main characters yes like when you see the beginning of this episode oh you think that you know like fee and yuri and uh chen shen are going to push the ship out or you know hachi and goro are going to start the engine nope none of them it's just that Fee literally already saved the world earlier in the show so it is like this like yep surprise it's fine i also like someone directly says right at some point they're just like yeah, it makes sense. This whole thing started being, uh, you know, does, brokered yeah. in. Yeah, Locksmith's just like, yeah, this was all predicated on background shady ass deals, and uh, you know that's how it began, and uh, not surprising. That's how it ended. Yeah. <laughs> what a world. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do like that it ends with a negotiation with terrorists because you always get all these programs that are like, no, we'll never negotiate with terrorists and and stuff, and you, and you know that's not how it actually works in reality yeah like well and just like yo fucking got him ggs all right we'll sign your fucking bill <laughs> also like these terrorists had like some pretty good <clears throat> shit to think about and say hey it's nice when you don't have to have a moral quandary it's like the trolley problem except if you pull the lever it's just better for everybody <laughs> <laughs> you can pull the lever but that means you'll get reelected in four years <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so we cut to Locksmith, and yeah, he talks about, well, this war was all done behind the scenes. It's basically just politics. Um, and then we cut to uh, the people with Dolph, the, the SDF rank and file, their pawns who have been discarded. And now, the guy is just yeah. like, the guy is real, the leader of them has realized, ah, we've been abandoned? Yeah, he's trying to realize that maybe the leaders of his group had different goals than he did. Yep. As all groups do when they use fanatics and then just abandon them. Um, so Hakeem and Hashi are still fighting, though. Yeah. <laughs> they're still having a, having a ball. They, heard, uh, they must have heard the engine go off, and they're like, no, we're still going. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're still going. Fuck it. This is about ideals, dude. Hachi uh, is saying that it, it's too late to the break. Humanity will never stop moving forward. It seems like that's fucking stupid, though. If you do that, then like humanity will never rest or stop. And humans need to know their limitations. Hachi's like, oh, I fucking hate that word. Uh, Hachi eventually breaks away, gets a hold of the gun, and points it up at Hakeem. 
and finally goes Super Saiyan. Yeah, Hachi. <laughs> it should be noted. This is I'm the gonna end break of we, those limits. <laughs> we uh, this is the end of we see of Hachi and Hakim this episode. Yep. Yes, this is this <laughs> yeah. is where we're gonna end here. But yeah, um, back in the in the previous episode in the engine, Hakim was like, "Oh, you don't have the eyes of a killer." But Hakim's now like, "Oh, oh goodness, you do have the eyes of a killer now." And if you you pull that trigger, you be a whole new man, reborn as an animal whose brakes are broken. Hachi's like, yeah, that's, that's fine. It's kind of been my whole purpose up to now. Kim's like, shoot me, fall into the abyss, and find your relationships with me and Kikot meant nothing. Hachi then goes, I'll shoot, and then I'll, and immediately it cuts to the break. Halfway point in the episode. Sweet Jesus. So we don't actually see uh, the if resolution you sh- if you to shot that. Hakeem, yes. Um, so he, pull, he had to pull the trigger. He has to. He has to pull the trigger, or else the show is bad. Like that's how. That's really how I feel. Look, if a bullet comes out of the gun or not, I don't give a fuck. But if that fool doesn't pull the trigger to the back of that that pull, I'm mm, mm, that trigger guard better be open. Is what I'm saying. I'm not saying shit. <laughs> that's also why I made this as we cut episode 24, knowing this is happening. What's going to happen next as well? That's why I just made a stop here. Oh, oh, it gets worse. It gets fucking how, worse. How can you leave us with two cliffhangers here, you monster? <laughs> All right, so uh, after the ad break, uh, we're over in Clarentanabe. They've crashed landed their pod on the moon, and they're out of it. Uh, Tanabe tells Claire, hang in there. The capsule's sending an SOS, but their long-range comms are kind of out, and they're 1,200 kilometers away from the city. So that's not good. Um, she sees on her comm there is a base in a crater that's closer. Um, she's got a minute in her monologue. It says they have 10 hours of air. No way of knowing if their signal got out and they kind of need to just get moving. But Claire is unconscious and she's the only yeah, one Yeah, right is now. very, like, serious and, like, she's um, basically putting all of her training to use here and trying to figure out For what it's on. worth, too, she says the base they're trying to get to is 45 kilometers away, which is, like, 28 miles. Yep. So... They have 10 hours to go 28 miles, which is, like, a pretty doable pace on Earth. (laughs) (laughs) And not carrying a body. And not carrying another human being. (laughs) In a space suit. So, um, we cut back to the station, the police and ambulance have made it to Dolphus being wheeled away, and I'm like, please don't die, please don't die. I actually like you. Please don't die. <laughs> um, so people are trying to get... Also, the police are escorting the terrorists that they've caught and protesters. They're trying to get past the police, obviously, to, <clears throat> I guess, uh, hurt these terrorists. Yeah, there's protesting um, going on against the terrorists now, even though yes. it before it showed the protests like in support of the terrorist goals, you know. But to be fair, it's a little different when the terrorists try to drop a space station oh, on you. Yeah. Do you think yeah. they just flipped the signs over, got their paint, and made new signs? <laughs> No, no, see, the, the sign said no Von Braun, as in no Von Braun in oh, it's like, it's like City. no Von Braun, and they just put a comma and an exclamation point in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, Von, Von Braun! <laughs> so we also see that the police have found the terrorist van, but when they open it up, it's, it's empty. They, they've so, so the leaders away. have gotten away with it, basically. Yes. Yeah. So, back to Tanabe, she's carrying Claire on the moon. Uh, it's just like, oh god, we've got one-sixth of gravity, but god, this is still heavy. Uh, Claire wakes up, Tammy tells her, we've escaped, but we crashed, we're going to a base, and if we go four and a half kilometers an hour, we'll make it before our air runs out. For the next ten hours. Claire's like, you idiot, and then they fall down a hill. It it should be mentioned that, like, 
Tanabe is doing her usual super cheery voice here, like, it'll be just fine, I'm gonna do this superhuman feat of strength, we'll get to it, and then yeah, we'll just get on a, with our lives. I think that's a very important mention here, because yeah, she's being her usual super cheery self, and obviously this is in the face of overwhelming odds. Yep. And, um, this is the only mode that she knows to deal with this situation. It's also in stark contrast to Claire, which is the very yes. realist, pessimistic version. Yes, Claire starts telling her that four and a half kilometers an hour is fucking crazy. Because despite the low gravity, the impact on your legs is the same. You're still running. You're still carrying a human being and, and 40 pounds 45, of space equipment. 45 kilometers, you know, 10 hours is no joke. Uh, Tanami, these, uh, chipper joking around, ah, you're light, you need to give me your dieting tips, and then bravado is that Hachi worked her hard in debris section, and most people get weaker in space, but I got stronger. This whole scene is fucking heartbreaking. Yeah, she's trying to talk herself up. I love this little Goku idiot. I love this little (laughs) Goku idiot. She's doing her best. She's trying so hard, and, like, there's definitely, you can see a part of her that knows this isn't going to work out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's starting to set in, but she refuses to let herself even consider that. Yeah, so we briefly cut to Fee and Yuri and the Von Braun, and they find Lucy and Colin, who are looking tired, but not dead. So <laughs> Lucy is looking harrowed. There is, yeah, not there dead, is a though. very funny picture of Lucy just looking completely, like, worn out. <laughs> Lucy's I shot a guy face, basically. <laughs> yeah, they're like, where's Tanabe? She hurt, and Lucy's like, I, I don't know, we got separated. Yeah, like, Fee starts killing... Like, you know, give her the, the business for this. But Lucy literally just freaks out. Like, what the fuck was I supposed to do? I was just she trying ran, to survive. She ran off, you know? Um, so Tanami's still carrying Claire, saying it's just two more hours. Gotta keep on her. She's giving herself a pep talk. But She's walked eight hours at this point. Yeah, but her knees are giving out. And she's like, where where is this crater? There's supposed to be a crater here. Where is it? Um, Claire's like, Tanami, put, put me down. Leave me behind. Tanami's like, but you'll die of suffocation. Claire's like, I don't care. Tanami's just... like, shut up, stupid. You'll die. I'm not doing that. Claire's like, I know. I want I want to die. I was ready to die since I accepted Hakeem's invitation. And she admits to Tanami that she was she was with the terrorists. She gave them the info to take over the toy box. Tanami's like, ah, I don't believe you. Claire's like, no, Tanami, think about why was I on the Von Braun? If I'm not a terrorist, and and Tammy has a little moment, but she's trying not to think about that. Yeah, she's telling herself a lie over and over again, and this is why yep. I said like earlier she may have overlooked Claire's attire when she yep. was injured on the Von Braun. Oh, she yeah. maybe just didn't want to believe it in the first place. It's clicking into place, but it's kind of too late now. I, I think also tied in is if she believes Claire's a terrorist, she also has to believe that everyone's dead because they don't know. Yes, that yeah, they don't know what happened. With no comms. Like, they were escaping as the ship was crashing into the moon. So she's trying to tell herself desperately that Hatchie's not dead and that Claire's not a terrorist and everything's fine. Everything's and good. Is literally on, on her back and saying to her, I am responsible for the deaths of everyone you know and love. Why are, let me down. I am the worst human being. Like, I am, I had a huge hand in murdering. 120,000 people, plus the entire crew of the Von Braun, like, put me down, I'm garbage. To which, of course, Tana Bay goes, that's stupid, you're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Stay up there. Yeah, Claire specifically is like, I'm worthless, leave me to die. Fee, Yuri, Hachi, all of them are dead, serves them right for abandoning me, let me die. Tana Bay's like, no, I won't. Claire's like, is it for love? Love can't save anything. 
Tanami's like, that's not true if you have love, but Claire's like, will love get us rescued? Will love make air? Will it bring back Hachi? And uh, Tanami's like, but I don't believe you're a terrorist, and I don't believe anyone's life is worthless. Every single life is precious, and everyone should be cherished, and it doesn't make sense that you think any life is worth any more or any less than anyone else's. Which, <laughs> If you've committed a crime, you need to stay alive and repay your debt. All you need is love. Um, at this point, she's like saying this. She's like, all you need is love. And she flashbacks to Claire asking if love's ever saved a life. And Tanami's like, I'm going to prove it's not all talk. It should be clear that at this point, she really isn't talking to Claire as no, much as she's she is talking, talking to, Claire to herself. Right Claire has basically passed out again yeah. after yes. this. So yeah, she, it's a lot of where she starts talking. It's going to a lot of flashbacks. But yeah, like she's like, Tammy's like, I'm going to prove it's not all talk. And it's flashback to Claire being like, go be a nun. Tammy's like, it's not that kind of love. My love is different. And then they have the shot of Claire being like, you're a f- you've been fortunate. And she's like, no, I've not been lucky, not by a long shot. And people who haven't been blessed need love the most. And we get a bunch of flashbacks now to earlier episodes where basically miserable shit was happening. Yeah, every single time she says something positive and uplifting, the show shows a flashback of this not being the case. Yeah. And like she's all you need is love, and then the ninja makes it. The ninja, especially the scene where it's like, my wife, you know, we didn't have money, and my wife, well, she's not my wife anymore. And she's like slowly breaking down. And the family that was going to commit suicide on the cruiser. Uh, the guy who was taking advantage of Edel and getting thrown, you know, getting arrested outside the hotel. Yelling away, about love. Guy. Yeah, the guy yeah, who tried to make like, this. Oh, I loved you, baby. Come on, baby. Like that guy. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the guy who tried to make the spaceship to show a shot of him at his bombed out factory. Oh, God. And and then she's like, I I love him, but... And, and we get scenes from Hachi from earlier on in the series, specifically here. Like, you know, when I'm dead, I won't care. Love can't give the world peace. Uh, I mean, it's like, if people, you know, love the world and each other, peace is possible. But then we get the scenes of Hachi breaking down PTSD and the last scenes in the hospital where he just completely rejected her, like, being like, you don't deserve any of my anger and my pain. Um, and then see that when he was sick with the space PTSD, and when she, like, got him on the moon, and then the scene where he, like, saw the Von Braun engine, and she's like, oh, I wasn't the one who saved him. It wasn't his love for me that saved him. It was, it was the Von Braun. That it was space, it, the idea. It, it's not me that he loves, it's, it's space. He will always love space more than me. Yeah, so I got to give the voice actor props here for like this whole entire monologue goes on for like oh. two or three minutes. And like, it's amazing how they goes from the cheerful, normal eye to her actually just losing it. Like she completely breaks down at this point. Yep. It's yeah. a very slow breakdown. Every time she like repeats the line, it's, it, can, it gets slower and more despair filled every single time. Hey, by the way, Kuvo, this was Carol in Tales of the Abyss. Or uh, oh, Tales really? of Vesperia. Yep, same <laughs> voice actress. <laughs> Um, and so Great. she she collapses. Now I'm just thinking of her giant purse. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> yeah, she she, uh, she collapses. Um, the, her suit starts beeping at her, and she's like, her air is low, and she's like, no, 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 I, I can't be low. I should have like two hours. We still have ten kilometers left. I should have loads more time. She looks. She has five minutes of air. She's like screaming into her comms, like, come save us, please, please help us, we're gonna die. Tanabe, it turns out, 
had forgotten that when she was doing her math on how many grams of, you know, oxygen per hour a human consumes, she did it based on, like, average respiration and not, oh, I don't know, walking a 10-mile or a a 10-hour, 28-mile marathon carrying another human being. With a giant sack of potatoes over you. Turns out that greatly increases how much oxygen you consume. It's called, did you know it's called aerobic exercise? (laughs) (laughs) She also, um... Goes through the five stages of grief here very quickly. Oh, God. This is like, (laughs) you are in emergency mode, as in, you have just been told by your spacesuit you're dead in five minutes mode. Yeah, so of course she doesn't believe it at first, and then she gets angry, and then she starts panicking and bargaining with people. It goes through all of them. (laughs) And uh, then she looks over at Claire. And she's like, well, Claire still has air. She hasn't been doing aerobic workout for the last eight hours. As she walks over at Claire, she starts doing the flashbacks in in negative to all the times where Claire was saying, please leave me here. I want to die. Um, A heartbeat starts up low at first and then gets louder and louder. Um, As she gets like, like her face just goes crazy eyes, her hair's going and she's clearly breathing really hard because she's got like a minute of air left. And she's like, well, I could make it. I could make it alone if if only I had that air tank. And she's reaching for it. And then the episode ends on the red screen of her empty air tank. And so, <laughs> credits. And so, happy choice for music. Super joyful credits, yeah. Holy fucking shit. Kubo, you obviously already know the answers to these questions. But I want to take two bets. And I know what mine are for... Is Hachi actually going to pull the trigger? And is I going to steal is the air? Is Tanabe going to take yeah. the air? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I know I think, yes, Hachi pulls the trigger. No, Tanabe doesn't steal the air tank. Because I refuse to believe Tanabe would, even, even now, her whole character is predicated upon her not stealing this air tank. To give you- it has been 23 episodes <laughs> of Tanabe not stealing an air tank. Like, just setting up to not steal an air Remember tank. Remember how I said in episode <laughs> one how Hachi was the practical one and Tanabe was the idealistic one, but their ideals rub off on each other? Yeah. I am, my guess, I don't, honestly, I could not say about Hachi here, but I've taken that fucking air tank. <laughs> one thing that I, uh, one thing I thought of. I think of she was, takes oh. it and then feels like absolute shit afterwards. Oh, I mean, this is going to break her and I, like, I God. was going to say, oh. she's not ending up in a good situation no. either way. No. Like, I, mm. no. see, that's the thing that sucks is my answer. I I do think it's right. I do think that means Tanabe is going to be dead. I mean, <laughs> another thing that's, that's interesting great. to think about is, aside from the whole characters here, what is the like moral ethical implications of this? Like, the one person is probably going to die anyway, and already yep. wants to be dead. Is it if worth two it? people were yeah. on the moon, <laughs> and one person the other killed with the rock. other, <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be, be fucked up? up? <laughs> I also want to say that I think Hachi isn't going to shoot Hakeem. If he does shoot, I don't think he's going to shoot him. I don't know for sure. Those are just my bets. I think my bets are just like okay. the opposite okay, of yeah, time. I guess, I guess I should clarify. <laughs> I guess I should clarify. I guess I should clarify. He will have a gun pointed at Hakeem and pull the trigger. That mm-hmm. is, that mm-hmm. I, now, whether or not, like, I want him to follow through on intent to kill. Because I think that's got to be part of Hachi's development. It's the only way it makes sense to me. If 
Oh, don't Tanabe, no. Tanabe's going to take the air tank. No, Tanabe, no. What kind of person are you, really? Another thing I... No, come on, Tiny Goku, just don't breathe for 10 minutes. It's fine, you can do it, Tiny Goku. For 10 kilometers, I actually think. Another thing I uh, noticed from watching these episodes is that, like, these characters are kind of beers of each other in a way. Um, Hachi and uh, Hakim are both men with, like intense desires and missions to do something but yep. one of them is for completely selfish reasons and the other yep. one is for i guess altruistic reasons terrorism aside yeah altruistic if extreme reasons but he is at least very well thought out i mean hachi even was like ever since you got here you've been like a monk now like yeah it's very clear what they're doing between the two of them and, and it's like, the same with like claire and tanabe too like they're both yep. in the same situation but like one is completely practical and the other one's extremely idealistic and Yep. The idealism isn't going to help. Yep. Love can't make you air. It turns out when you're on the moon, the moon is still very much not a habitable place. <laughs> okay, so I know this show's been all like hard science through and through from beginning to end, but what if love did make air? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that? Oh, what, what would the morals like, be then? Maybe, Jesus. maybe episode 24 to 25 transition mirrors the Gynex series Evangelion in terms of how it's presented in a narrative sense. <laughs> oh, and no. then for the next two episodes, we're going to see Tanabe on a chair crying while people around her clap and say congratulations. <laughs> so, so do we think Claire's dead? Is Claire 100% dead? Because Claire's like, dead as shit. I actually I think, think she's I think got Claire a 50-50 shot. True. Yeah, I think I think Claire lives because like here's um, now the I question don't want is Tana maybe to take the air if, tank. does Tanabe take the I, air tank thinking Claire's still alive but she's already dead and then beats herself up over it. I, here we go. Okay. I, I got the swing okay. for the fences here at least on the eye side. I does take the air tank and just as she's about to walk away, someone picks up the rescue signal. I'm gonna say. Tanabe doesn't take the air tank and someone does come to save them and Claire is fine and Tanabe is probably dead. <laughs> oh boy. I don't, I don't want to admit it, but that is how that would probably shake out, huh? <laughs> I, like I, I personally get the feeling that Tanabe is going to have to live with the person that she was in that moment for the rest of her life. God. Right? I think it's so, but I think Claire Claire's gonna has die. a turn of heart. I can also believe that. Yeah, I think she's going to take the air tank, and I think Claire's going to die. Oh, what about Tanabe takes the air tank and also dies? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, true. Like like, if they don't get rescued, she's later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hachi decides not to shoot Hakim, but then a cosmic ray from space <laughs> hits the gun and makes the trigger flip from zero to one and it fires. Stupid digital triggers that need to be analog. It's true. Now, oh, see if they were smart, they would have swapped the air tanks around the two-thirds mark so she could continue walking. And then, you know, Claire, obviously not using a lot of oxygen, would have been fine on mm -hmm. the third of a she tank or whatever. She wasn't in but... the full thinking phase Yeah, for they that, were not though. really thinking very hard. And Claire she... was probably unconscious for true, most of it. True, but she did have ten hours to think about it. She wasn't doing very Thinking much. Thinking was not going to get her like <laughs> she's was having a little bit 36 of existential crisis in <laughs> yeah. 8 hours. Someone draw that uh, Sailor Moon picture but with Tanabe saying thinking isn't going to get us anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Yeah, for the, sure. The, the whole thing is this like just everything could have gone slightly different but it's completely understandable how in this moment, you know, 
it got it there. Yeah. It was the correct move to go for the uh, for the escape pods. Like, it was the correct it, move it, to escape when your sector was literally exploding. But it probably just got you both killed when everyone else survived. Like this show is fucking ridiculous, and I love it. Yeah, it's willing to be brutal yep. in, in a way that yeah, it, it has a lot of themes of. Hey, man, deaths just happen on accident sometimes. Every like, one of space, your right decisions actually did just contribute in getting you fucking killed here. I find it's it basically the, the takeaway. Escape pods in the first place, seeing how that's going to Jupiter, and well, <laughs> there's no real escaping there. <laughs> it could be that it was, you know, while it's still True, yeah. in Earth orbit, and they might have removed them later, but yes. <laughs> well, that like Walksmith escape pods? I, I don't need people who are going to die. Well, he's on it, though. That's maybe, just maybe it was one of the shuttles that was, like, attached to it. Like also possible. Ships. But, yeah. like, I could totally so, believe that Locksmith is the kind of person who would have a, a uh, thing while it's in low Earth orbit and cut them out when it's actually scheduled I mean, to it's launch. just extra mass. Yeah. How does this series even resolve at this point? Is it just like <laughs> Hachi shoots Akeem in the head and then gets a call and it's like, oh, Tanabe died. And then it's just him sad for an hour and a half? <laughs> is that all this is going to be? Like, I guess we'll find be. out next week. Hachi has I an inner we'll... demon he has to like, stab first. It could be that Hachi spares Hakim and then uh, Tanabe dies anyway and then he feels bad about you know subscribing to her emotions, her way of thinking. Yeah. And her YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Shit well, show. Oh Jesus! This fucking show. Twenty-five and twenty-six. God. Uh, it, by the way, the fact that this episode is like the standard twenty-four minute runtime is right? insane How? to me. How yeah, they packed they a lot into this in. one. That's the, ridiculous. The, like you were talking, like when you were going over and the scene about like uh, Lucy actually like grabbing the gun and shooting. And I realized you were the one talking about it because it was in that same episode. Yes. My brain did have a moment of like, what the fuck? That was this episode? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. it, I think part of it, too, is they use flashbacks to, yes. like, really good effect in yep. this where they know they, they're calling back to scenes that they know you remember. You know, yeah. like, they're important, the story was written pivotal with moments, moments, which is good. Yep. For once. Yeah. So the thing is, though, is they only need to flash back and show you, like, four or five seconds of a conversation. And your brain you show fills one in exchange, the rest of it. And you know all... Yeah, exactly. It fills in with the emotions and the memory and everything of that yep. and, like, what that meant. Yep. And they just bombard you with, like, ten of those in a row when Tanabe's walking across the moon. And yep. it just... Yeah, it gives this episode a feeling of, like, really serious depth, which it has, and it's earned over yep. the course of... 20 plus episodes this you know? was 24 episodes in the making you could not do this without like every other episode in the series happening well apart from well the ninja did show up i guess but... exactly no cut the ninja that's right it had <laughs> we need the ninja episode it was pivotal that's why i said like i i don't like the ninja episode but like they do call back to it it was there yep. for a reason so yep I just like thematically just, the uh, and Tanabe talking look, with all the, the flashbacks is great because what do you got to do when walking for 10 hours? Think about everything yep. that life and led you to this point. 10 hours look, and they, when you aren't really sure if you're actually going to live and you still got like all that time left. Like how do you keep yourself walking that long? I love the idea that they like planned Nono as a character and then they yep. were like, okay, now Nono's going to die in the explosion. They're like, well, we can't kill Nono. Uh, <laughs> so we got to rewrite everything. Let's make some terrible space ninjas. Yeah, let's <laughs> add some terrible ninjas on the moon to blow up. <laughs> yeah. 
God. Oh. So yeah, two two more episodes. We're gonna probably have some shit to say if I had to guess. Boy, boy, howdy, yeah. And then we've got a good movie to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From what I remember, Can't episode believe I'm twenty five. Get to talk. Oh, sorry, episode twenty five does a majority of the wrapping up, and twenty six is more like an epilogue in a way. So all right, it feels like the show has earned that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? This well, show could do anything it wanted at this point. It's it's earned it. Oh, one of the things I forgot to mention. God, the ending of this is so good. The part where she starts breaking down at the end, like realizing that she's going to die and everything. They play that like really soft love song that they normally yes. like reserve for oh, like touching moments between her and Hachi. And so they play that when she like starts like literally freaking out and trying to steal air from this dead person next to her, which is, you know, just great thematics. Like... Oh my fucking god! So yeah, next time uh, so, we'll see what happens. Till next time, yeah, it's space anime, I guess, You're man. Evil. Fuck an shit, entire like, week. To not How could watch you do this. this to us? How? <laughs> oh god, monster. Yeah, I'm probably just gonna end up watching this tomorrow and then again on Sunday. Like, I don't know if I can ha- look. Tanabe, you better not take that air. <laughs> <laughs> till next time. Space anime. (laughs) Space anime.